Yes, thank you for joining the Political Dad Podcast here, and it's called Life After Death. And you're wondering, what the heck does that mean, and who is Political Dad? Well, we're going to get into that right now. The man that is not afraid to spank his kids. The man that hands out trophies to only winners. The man brave enough to shop at Walmart after midnight. He was born in a radio station back when man walked on the moon. An apprentice under the doctor of democracy for 20 years. Political Dad is on the Common Sense Broadcast Network. To get in touch with Political Dad, just email him, pd at csbn.live, or check out politicaldad.net for your fill of common sense. And now, the man that's not afraid to throw all his garbage in one trash can. I was basically born in a radio station. My uh, parents met in a radio station, and I've been in radio my entire life. So that uh, lays a little bit of groundwork of where I come from. I've done it all from the small radio stations up to the big leagues. Basically, what this podcast is about, it's called Life After Death. And I lived here in Florida, and I still do live here in Florida, And back in about 1996, a certain radio personality moved to Florida to get away from the high taxes and to play a lot of golf. And this person needed an engineer. And that's when they reached out to me. And that's where my life began with Rush Limbaugh. Now... You say political dad, and where does that name come from? Well, obviously, if I worked for Rush, and I did for the last 20 years, that's where political comes from. Dad comes from the fact that I'm a father. So I just kind of married the two together, and now I'm called political dad. Now, just because I worked for Rush does not mean that I believe every single thing that he said. We had different differences of opinion on lots of things. I mean, that's normal with everybody. You don't believe everything that somebody on the left says and everything that somebody on the right says, or else you're just not your own person. A mind-numb robot, or whatever Rush would say. It's been a couple years since Rush passed away, and it's taken me a little time to get over that. Uh, It was a rough couple years. It has actually been a rough few years for a lot of us in this world. But I'm finally back to myself again, and I've got the energy up to actually want to do a show that reminded me of what we did for 20 years together. I missed working with Snurdly and with Dawn and the rest of the EIB crew. This is a way doing podcasts that we can maybe relive some of that and some of those experiences. And that's what I'm going to do in this podcast. We'll talk a little bit of politics, but I'm going to look at the stuff from a common sense point of view. I'm not going to be on the left and I'm not going to be on the right. I'm going to be on the side of common sense. Come on, man. So 
I welcome you to tell all your friends and to come and join me in this experience together. And along the way, I'm going to fill you in and tell you some tales about my 20 years with Rush, working right there side by side for the man as his engineer here in Florida. So if this sounds like something for you, or you want to hear some of the tricks of the trade, or you want to hear some of the crazy stories over the years, please check out the Political Dad podcast. It's called Life After Death. We love you. You're very special. Now let's get into where it all started. Obviously, I was, I was an engineer working with my father in radio stations, and Rush moved to Florida in 1996 and needed an engineer for his studio. Uh, he did not build a studio in his house. Palm Beach would not let him. They built studios on Royal Palm Way there in Palm Beach, and that's what they hired me to do was to engineer them and make sure he could stay on the air. All those rumors, all those stories about Rush doing the show from us, that's just all untrue. So we'll clear that up right there. So for the next three years, I really didn't do much. Actually, the next five years, it wasn't until 2001 when Rush was having problems with his hearing. And he started emailing me and calling me and saying, hey, Brian, could you check out... Um, some headphones. Could you get me some of those that Don Imus has? Can we try out some different ones? Because I'm having trouble hearing. I'm like, sure, no problem. So I go, I order up different kinds. I go, I start going over there and seeing them and we start testing out different ones. And he still was struggling and struggling. Well, this went on the whole year of 2001 until September 11th. Obviously, we all know what happened on September 11th. His syndicator at the time called me and said, listen, could you go over there and could you just stay with Rush the whole time and, until we figure out what's going on in the world? So I dropped everything I was doing, uh, working with my father in the radio business, and I said, sure, I'll go do it. My father he said, you got to do it. It's Rush. I mean, for us, for, for the people in the industry, Rush was like at the top, the king of the industry. So, of course, I had to go do that. And that's what I did. I went there. I sat in the studio all by myself. He sat on the other side and he continued to do his show. He was actually doing his show in Palm Beach on Royal Palm Way in a full-blown studio all by himself on special ISDN lines back to New York where the rest of the staff was. And they mixed the show and put it all together. A truly a great job. So that's basically how I began my day-to-day -day with Rush. Uh, I dropped everything. I came into the studio. I was there every day with him, and I just watched him do his show. He came in every morning at 9 a.m. and show prepped until 12 noon every day. That's how he did his show. Obviously, he was show prepping all the time. He'd go home, he'd be show prepping, but basically he'd come in at 9 and he'd do his show until noon, or he would show prep until noon. So this went on for several weeks where I would just come in, and I actually was sitting in the parking lot in my car for the first uh, week or so, uh, listening on uh, our affiliate at the time was WJNO, and they still are affiliate of this show in its current form. From September 12th on, I basically started coming here and sitting in the car in the parking lot because we didn't even have the studio where Rush was hooked up to the outer studios and uh, it just wasn't the way it was set up. It was just set up for him to do it all by himself. So after a week or so of this, I'm like, this is crazy for me to sit out in the car and listen. So I went in and rewired the studio so we could actually sit in the 
uh, control room and listen to what Rush was saying. About, oh, I don't know, a couple more weeks went by, maybe two or three weeks. I continued to come in. Uh, there was a chef, Chef Tim at the time, that would come in. So it was just the three of us that were there. Tim would come in and make Rush uh, lunch every day before he went on the air. I've, he was actually taking Rush's stacks of stuff and boxing them up and filing them in filing cabinets and boxes. That's what was going on for the stacks of stuff for many years back in the early days. His actual chef was putting those together and categorizing them and putting dates on them and stuff. Well, after a few weeks of this coming in like this, uh, Rush comes in one morning and says, Brian, I cannot hear out of one ear at all. So I'm thinking, oh, gosh, this isn't good. <laughs> so... um he said, I've got to go out and see my syndicator, Premier, and fly out to California and tell them what's going on. I said, okay, I'll, I'll hang tight. I'll go back to work with my father and keep working on his radio stations and help him grow that. I figured that uh, Rush was done. I then get a call that weekend to say that Premier had done some testing and used stenographers to transcribe the callers in an effort to uh, help rush out in uh, understanding what people were saying. They wanted me to set this all up uh, that weekend on a Sunday and try it out on the Ditto Cam. So I jumped uh, on a Saturday. I talked to this lady, Dawn, at the time, and uh, she came in and we set this all up Sunday morning and Rush came in and we actually did a trial run on the internet using the Ditto Cam way back in 2001. After doing all this testing and trial, and it seemed to work, and his timing was there, he could read on the screen, uh, Dawn, can, you know, stenography, real time, it's like 250 words a minute or something like that, and uh, she's able to uh, get the words right up on the screen almost instantaneously. So that really helped uh, give Rush more confidence in being able to take phone calls and hear the sound bites and all that stuff, so... Um, that's what we did. We started doing the show the next day with Don and myself. And this went on for a couple more weeks until Mr. Bo Snurdly came on the scene. He, at the time, I think was in Washington. And I think he had left what he was currently working on and was available. So we jumped at the chance and Rush hired him back on to come back to the show and help us out with whatever we needed. And that was the beginning of James, Brian, and Don at the EIB Network with Rush. So listen, we're going to have a lot of fun on this show. I'm going to dedicate this podcast, Political Dad, to my former mentor, Rush Limbaugh. And I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to have lots and lots of fun. I'm going to do a lot of things similar to what Rush did. Because that's what I learned those 20 years. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Political Dad Podcast, Life After Death. We have all the answers. Don't go away. You're listening to the Common Sense Broadcast Network. 
Be sure to check out our great podcast on hefepods.com. That's spelled J-E-F-E pods.com. You'll find an ever-growing selection of shows, some of which are hosted by your favorite radio personalities, from popular English language shows to the hard-to-find Spanish language shows. Check out the newest episodes of Taylor's Table, the Haunting or Not podcast, and more. They can all be found at hefepods.com. That's J-E-F-E pods.com. And be sure to tell a friend or two or three. He's not on the right. He's not on the left. He's on the side of common sense. Political Dad is on the CSB Network. All right. Thank you for hanging in there with us. And we've got lots more coming up about Rush and about the future of this podcast. Uh, one of the things that um, Rush and I built early on was this great bond. The fact that Rush could come to me and ask me anything and I would tell him the truth. I would tell him exactly the way I saw it. And um, I guess he wasn't used to that. Uh, he was used to people telling him what he wanted to hear, not what he needed to hear. And I've always been a straight shooter. So we immediately bonded. He realized that I was one of those go-to people that he could uh, come to and get a straight opinion from, and I wouldn't BS him. So we really did bond well. I almost feel like he thought of me as he didn't have children, but he kind of thought of me as his son. And um, I looked up to him, respected him. He was a brilliant, brilliant man, probably the second smartest person in the world that I know my father being number one. I just really, really respected him as a broadcaster and as a person. We had a great relationship. It was very easy. I mean, it was, of course, we all had our arguments and we all, I mean, that's what you do in your family. And that's basically what Don, James, myself, and Rush were. It was a little family there. And we all, James and I had our blowouts and so did Don and I. And Don and James did. And we all did. I mean, that's basically, that's a family. But we all knew we had each other's back and you can count on each one on all of us. And um, I do miss that. I miss that family. It was just sad the way it ended. Did not expect that. He left an amazing legacy. I learned so much from him and so many great memories that I will cherish the rest of my life. All right, now let's get back to where we were when Mr. Bo Snurdly, James Golden, came on the scene. Maybe another month and Rush's hearing just be, got worse and worse and worse. It got to the point where I just didn't think he was going to be on the air much longer. Uh, he was losing his voice. We'd bring in, Don would bring in chocolate donuts. We'd try that. He loved the chocolate donuts and would clear his voice up a little bit. But then after a while, his voice would go away again. So he was really struggling when we got down to Christmas. He had decided at this point, he came in and told us, hey, listen, I got to go have this cochlear implant inserted into my brain. During the Christmas vacation, off he went. He went to California, had the surgery performed. We come back from vacation. I don't know. It's probably January 5th or something like that. And he comes in and says, listen, guys, they think it's a success, but we can't turn it on for another 30 days. And we're just like, oh, my God, that was the worst 30 days. Try, I mean, at this point, he couldn't hear it all. Totally deaf. Trying to do a radio show, taking calls and playing sound bites is not real easy when the host cannot hear. I'm just going to let you know that. 
And it amazes me to this day that there is not a movie made about this because this whole thing was crazy, right? We kept trying everything we could. We struggled. It was a real struggle those 30 days. But I mean, I had LED lights, green, red lights all made, big giant signs we'd hold up. We had flashlights to flip the lights off to get Rush's attention. Uh, We messed around with all sorts of devices, anything, giant LEDs in front of them, um, anything we could do to make it easier for him to perform the show. But the timing was just off when you can't hear and you're reading on a screen. There's just pregnant pauses all over the place. And it just the flow was terrible. The day he turned on the cochlear implant, he could hear again. Now, he couldn't hear like you and I can hear. I always equate it to AM versus FM, but he could hear and hearing enough that the flow then came back and his voice came back. And that actually is what saved his career at that point. So listen, this show isn't going to just be about my experience with Rush, but we're also going to incorporate some current political situations in the world. Uh, These first couple episodes, though, I'm going to get you used to me, where I came from, little background on Rush and how all of that went down. The rest um, will be about current events. I'm going to do this podcast once a week. I don't lean left or right. I think of myself more in the middle. Uh, I think of myself more as common sense. There's, I mean, the left and the right keeps moving all the time. The right gets further out to the right and the left gets further out to the left. So there's got to be some room for some common sense in all this. And there is an extreme lack of common sense in today's world. Well, here on this show, we're going to be dealing in common sense, and we're going to do it in a fun way. So we might make fun of a few of those politicians along the way, which I'm sure you can handle. Coming up in the next podcast, we're going to be talking about things like uh, Rush being on ESPN on TV and that whole McNabb issue. Then we came across a bad period of time where Rush had to go into rehab and stuff. And all this was was new to me. You know, I've come from a small town, small time radio, and here I am in the big leagues. Things we're doing on this radio show are being talked about in Washington, D.C., and it was quite an amazing thing. And there's lots. I mean, there's so much stuff I have to tell you about um, traveling on private jets to the Super Bowl Uh, That's just another thing, Uh, flying out to California and places like that. It was was pretty awesome. Um, Met a lot of great people, a lot of very nice people. A lot of people came to the studio. Um, All the politicians came all the time. And uh, it was quite the experience. So we're going to have more of those stories coming up on the next podcast. Don't forget, all you have to say is, Alexa, play the Political Dad podcast to hear the latest from the Professor of Logic. To get in touch with Political Dad, just email him pd at csbn.live or check out politicaldad.net for your fill of common sense. So thanks again. This is Brian, a.k.a. Political Dad. I want to thank you for joining me on this first podcast. Look for more, plenty more, and we'll get into more of the political world as we move ahead in these podcasts. Thanks again. Look forward to the next show. 